It's been about six months since I started the Bells and Whistles Theater, which is kind of the creative home of this podcast now. It's where I release all the upcoming episodes, extra scenes, and standalone short stories. I'm working on my second short story now. And if you're curious about how things are going with the podcast, if I will keep podcasting, uh, and if I am able to survive as a creator, I have just published a free episode of my In the Wings Behind the Scenes podcast, where I discuss um, how I feel about the Bells and Whistles Theater in the Lesbian Romantic Podcast and its future right now. So if that interests you, go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic and sign up for free, and you'll have access to that um, episode of my behind-the-scenes podcast. All right, let's get to this episode. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is Connection Revealed, Part 5, September 20th, 2063. White Sands Army Base, New Mexico, North American Province. 6.50 a.m. Local Time. So, you're telling me that the batteries powering this base are no longer charging? And you don't know why, said Michelle Becker, the base commander. She sat at the other side of the living room table, glaring at Jade. Jade nodded impatiently. We need more data to understand what's going on, and we need it fast, she explained for the second time. It felt odd to have this conversation in Becker's living room. Jade had expected the commander's apartment to look dull and impersonal, army-like, she guessed. Instead, she found herself in a spacious yet cozy room. And the only reason the power is back on is that the cells have some charge left, Becker said, repeating what Jade had just explained. Yes, for now. They're no longer stable, though, Jade replied, trying not to sound impatient. That's why the lights are flickering. The cells seem to be deteriorating. At least, that's my theory. What do you mean, it's your theory? Becker asked, crossing her arms. Jade's cheeks heated up. I haven't had the chance to confirm any of my findings with the global team, she admitted quietly, averting her gaze. You came to me, Becker said, and then stopped. You came knocking on my apartment door, she started again. Because you think there's a problem? No, Jade bristled. I know there's a problem, and I know it's a big one for this base. Maybe for other bases and civilian cities, too. I came to you because we urgently need to understand what that problem is. Then why didn't you contact your own supervisor first? Becker asked, her eyes increasingly suspicious. Don't you guys have a whole team analyzing the power grid? Jade sat back. We do. We analyze it. But the focus is to optimize it. We're not organized to deal with this kind of emergency, though we should be. What if the base loses power during a storm? 
there could be massive flooding and everyone living here would be at risk. Becker's eyebrows shot up. For a second, her expression seemed to soften. Jade had only seen Becker with always furious eyes so far. Now she took in the blonde woman's face and decided the commander was beautiful, as well as extremely annoying. Are you telling me your team is incompetent? Becker asked, the brief flash of gentleness in her face already gone. Jade considered her options. She could take issue with Becker's characterization of her team, or give the commander a small win and increase the chances of getting what she wanted. Yes, Jade replied. Like I said, we're not equipped to deal with this urgent issue. Becker's eyebrows shot up again, and she seemed surprised Jade readily admitted this for a second time. The base commander suddenly shifted in her seat, looking more relaxed. She placed her hands on the table. Maybe we should take over then, Becker stated confidently. I'm sure my engineers can get to the bottom of this. You can stand down. Jade bit on her lower lip. Becker's arrogance was almost comical. She tried to keep her voice steady when she spoke. I doubt you have the right equipment, and I don't think the army will be allowed to take over. She paused to make sure she chose her words carefully. Civilian infrastructure. Your infrastructure was built in a restricted area protected by the army, Becker said coolly. That gives me plenty of authority. The power station itself is run by civilian authorities, Jade replied, holding Becker's gaze. Handing over the management to civilians was clearly a mistake, Becker said. Maybe it's time to correct that mistake. Look, Jade interrupted. I'm not here to fight a turf war. I'm here because I want to know what is going on, and I think you are the person who could make it possible for me to find out faster. Becker tilted her head. Her gaze was so intense that Jade felt slightly uncomfortable. That didn't happen often, especially not around military people. Jade liked to think of herself as not easily impressed by authority. But something about Becker got under her skin. She was more impatient and fidgety than usual around the base commander. Jade didn't want to care about what Becker said or thought, but clearly she did. Becker made her temper flare in unexpected ways. Like earlier, when Jade had nearly walked away because Becker had told her she was getting kicked off the base. Jade should have protested and tried to change Becker's mind. Instead, she had matched Becker's arrogance and left. What do you need? Becker asked, drumming her fingers on the table. How do we get more data to understand what's going on? Finally, Jade thought. This was the question she had been waiting for. She put her tablet on the table and tapped a button. A hologram was projected upward, floating in the air between them. As you know, the power plant consists of many sub-power stations with their own measurement stations. I want to travel to these measurement stations to inspect the cells there, she said and pointed to three locations far into the desert. These are the biggest substations, Jade continued. They use a mix of older and more recent technology. I want to investigate if there's a difference in how the older and newer cells behave. 
You want to travel to the border? Becker asked. Jade looked up, meeting the commander's gaze. No, I want to travel to three specific substations, she said defensively. Even though two stations were very close to the border with Fire Blue territory. That area is off limits, Becker said firmly. But please continue. You can do the measurements at the other station. Jade sighed, placing her hands on the table. She was fed up with Becker making a struggle out of everything. She didn't have to be here, really. She came here because she cared about the people living on this base. I want to run tests on the different types of cells, she explained with as much patience as she could muster. But I have to do it at these three locations for the results to be useful. Pick two other locations, Becker said. Jade lost it again then. You know what? I give up, she said, flipping the device over. The hologram disappeared. If you don't trust me, then there is no point in this. I've alerted you to the problem. You go fix it. She got up from her chair, her cheeks red with anger. Your temper is very unprofessional, Becker said, looking up with an expression that looked a lot like contempt. You're not exactly a peach to work with either, Jade said without thinking, immediately regretting her odd choice of words. A peach? Becker asked, seemingly stunned. Jade closed her eyes. I meant to say you're not a joy to work with either, she said reluctantly. Peach doesn't sound like joy at all, Becker said, smiling just a little. I know that, Jade said, picking up her tablet. The point is that I'm trying to help you and you're not listening to me. Becker's smile faded. I am listening, she said. I am just informing you of the restrictions and regulations you must comply with. No, Jade replied. You are not listening. You are enforcing rules that should no longer apply. This is an emergency situation and you're turning it into a turf war. Isn't the future of this base more important than your ego? Becker slowly got up, stepping from behind the table. You don't get to talk to me like that, she said, her voice shaking with anger. I don't care, Jade said, although her racing heart indicated otherwise. I am telling you what you need to hear. Becker narrowed her eyes. She was so close that Jade could hear her take a deep breath. The skin on the back of Jade's neck prickled as they stood there, glaring at each other for a very long moment. How big would your team be? Becker finally asked. Just me, Jade said, her mouth dry. No way, Becker immediately replied. I'm sending someone along with you. A babysitter? Jade asked. Becker rolled her eyes. God, you're insufferable, she said, but then seemed to regret it. She took a deep breath again and repeated, Someone is going with you. Do I get to select the locations? Jade asked, deciding she might have to accept a compromise. Maybe putting up with a babysitter wasn't all that bad if she went that far into the desert. Becker clenched her teeth. 
If you explain in more detail why you selected these locations and why you can't get the data elsewhere, she said after a moment. All right, Jade replied. I can do that. I'll send you a more detailed proposal in two hours, she said. Okay, Becker agreed, still standing firm. Make sure to include room for a soldier in your travel plans. Jade's nostrils flared. She didn't like to be told what to do. She'd always struggled with that. Becker had a way of pushing her most sensitive buttons. Maybe it was because the commander talked to her like she was a teenager. No, Jade said, riding another wave of her temper. Not just any soldier. What do you mean? Becker asked, raising her eyebrows. If someone is coming with me, it's got to be you, Jade continued, surprising even herself. Becker huffed. Are you out of your mind? Jade felt like she was indeed out of her mind. She was doing exactly what she hated so much about Becker. She was making things more difficult than needed. And she had no idea why she was doing it. I don't want anyone else knowing about this mission, she said, making things up as she went. Mission? Becker asked, incredulous. Yes, that's what you call these things, don't you? Jade shrugged. She really was acting like a teenager now, and she knew it. Becker looked baffled. You are completely insane, she mumbled. Do you really want anyone else to know that this base might lose all power at any moment? Jade tried again. Not all soldiers are as loyal as they should be. Imagine all of this leaking to the press. Or the rebels. Becker flinched. What are you talking about? She hissed. Jade realized she might have gone too far now. She tried to back down. Never mind, I'm just... No, Becker interrupted her. Tell me what you know. Jade looked away. The sun was up and the sky looked so clear today. Why wasn't she outside enjoying the freedom of the desert? Why had she insisted on taking her findings to Becker and getting both of them riled up? I... I just... She stuttered. I heard about the soldier deserting a few years back. That soldier is dead, Becker said. She was killed by the rebels. Jade didn't dare look at the commander. This was clearly a topic that was too sensitive. Plus, technically, she wasn't even supposed to know about the existence of Louise Thomas or the rumors that she was still alive. This kind of scandalous information had a way of getting around, though. I know, I'm sorry, Jade said. I shouldn't have brought it up. Becker tilted her head. The fury in her eyes bordered on hate now. Jade was starting to feel a little scared. Maybe she should have listened to the stories about Becker after all. I'll come with you. Becker said suddenly. Send me the locations within the hour. And make sure we're back here within 48 hours. I don't care if we need to skip sleep. Okay, Jade said, knees shaking. Amber, Annie, Patricia, thank you so much for your support. Charlotte, 
Jasmine, Griselle, Dewspray, Helene, McCord, Anne, Sarah, Kenneth, Denisa, Daisy, Abby, and Rosie. Thank you so much for being a patron of The Lesbian Romantic. Sheen Ariel, Melisandre, Madison, Rhonda, Stacy, and Becky. Thank you for being a patron of this show. Thank you, PB. Thank you, Sandy, Anto, Sue, Irene, Lou, Adam, and Erica. Thank you so much for your support. Your support is what helps me keep going. Ray, Antonia, Sandy, Neri, Reed, Trinda, and Jay. Thank you. And thank you, Charlie is a good boy. Bob, Lori, Ricky, Heidi, and Elle. Super merci. That's like a super thank you in my language. Kat, Sven, Carla, Valerie, Brie, Matthias, Emily, and The Dash. Thank you, Ariana, and thank you, Marie-Hélène. Thank you, Jamie, Natalie, and Thea. Thank you, Shirley, and thank you, Chicken Nipples. Last but not least, thank you so much, Queen of Paradise, Delisa. Thank you to all the supporters and patrons of The Lesbian Romantic. I always feel so lame because I always say the same, like, thank you from the bottom of my heart. But that's just, yeah, that's just it. That's what I want to say. That's what I want to, f that's what I feel. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, and uh, <laughs> this was part five of Connection Revealed. I was so excited to uh, thank all the patrons. There, there, there are some new ones too. And I was so excited that I kind of forgot to say, hey, this was the episode. Today is a good day to become a patron, by the way, because I have two specials going on. For just a couple of bucks a month, you will get early access to new episodes, access to the archive of extra scenes, and you get to vote which couple will be featured in the next extra scene. If you're a big fan of the show and want to support a bit more, you might enjoy seeing your name mentioned in the thank you section of the upcoming books, or get a signed script of your favorite episode. If you sign up now and choose any yearly patron plan, you get all the perks for a whole year with a 15% discount. And if you sign up before the end of November, 2022 that is, and join Team Pillowfort, Team Sigrid, or become the show's one and only super romantic, you also get a unique handwritten holidays card. Make sure to sign up now if you want to get that card. I will start writing them soon, and I hope I get to write one for you. Go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic to find out how you can become a patron of The Lesbian Romantic. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash lesbianromantic. So what have I been up to? Well, of course, producing this episode, but I'm also working on the holidays special. Patrons voted for a 12 day of Christmas series with Hannah and Millie. So now I'm kind of brainstorming what I want to do with that. So that's exciting. Also still working on the Connection Concealed book. Um, we're in the final proofreading phase right now. The cover is taking shape. I really hope we can get it online. 
um, by the end of the year, preferably before that. So yeah, very exciting. All right, that's enough uh, about everything around the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for spending time with me. And I will see you soon. Bye. She sat at the... She sat at the... She She sat at the other side of the living room table, glaring at Jade. She could take issue with Becker's character. (laughs)